Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday, the 1st of April, a kick and a punch for the 1st of the month. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only, so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can always pause the slides here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on the World Wide Web, anywhere in this wonderful world of ours, listening on a podcast, you can head on over to marcustoday.com.au to catch up with the disclaimer there. All right, well, a bit of a soggy night in the US last night. Uh, Some of the chickens coming home to roost, the oil price getting a big whack as President Biden announced plans to tap the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to the tune of around a a million barrels of oil a day, potentially for up to six months, which we're just about getting through to the midterms and make oil cheaper. Of course, we've had our own measures here to get the oil price down in terms of petrol pumps. And I noticed it last night when I was driving home that we have seen petrol drop. Uh, I saw it at 190 uh, a litre last night. But the Dow Jones, on the back of this uh, somewhat pessimistic outlook, I guess, from the oil price, uh, closed down 550 points, finishing off the quarter In not great style, I have to say, down 1.56%, 34,678. NASDAQ, bang in line as well, down 1.5% too, 222, three little ducks, 14,221. And the S&P 500 down 72 points, or or 1.57%, which was pretty much in line with the other two. Unusually, I can't say middle for diddle, 45.30% for the US markets, but very much uh, based on, uh, we did see some inflation numbers out last night as well from the US, uh, the Fed's preferred measure of inflation uh, higher again. Uh, That was not uh, particularly good news either for the market. And uh, we are seeing that, uh, that fixation with the inversion of the bond yields continuing. They tell me that every uh, recession is a prelude, has, uh, has a prelude with uh, bond yield inversions on the yield curve. But uh, at the end of the day, the bond inversion can take place and no recession. And the recession can be some years after. But uh, certainly that is something that is worrying the market. As a result of all this, our SPY futures are showing a soggy start to the new quarter, down 42 points or 0.56%, for those SPY futures. Yesterday, we did see our index come off in the final match out from up 15 to down 15, closing miraculously, some would say, uh, in some sort of conspiracy theory, at just about 7,500 down at 15 points. So a 30-point loss in the last smidge during the chocolate wheel match out at 4.10. As far as other commodities go, last night uh, we saw a little bit of backing and filling with uh, copper up 0.3 of a percent, nickel down 2.1 percent, still 33,000, uh, sorry, 32,250. Aluminium down 1.6, zinc up 0.2, lead down 0.2, and ton up 0.8 of a percent. So nothing very exciting there for the commodity stocks. And as a result, we saw Freeport down 2 percent, Alcoa down 2.3, Tech up 4 percent. 
Anglo down, well, 0.09%, so nothing really. Glencore down 0.14 and Vale 0.2. Albemarle down 0.9. BHP in ADR terms was down 1.1% and Rio down 0.12%. Gold was a shining beacon of light in the red uh, wedding last night. We had gold up 15 Dollars to uh, 1954, up 0.77%. And an extra kicker as well in the Aussie dollar fell back below 75 cents as those commodity prices have come off. 74.81 iron ore still pretty much unchanged. 150.84 has been missing out on some of the volatility recently, but we are seeing volatility on Dalian Futures Exchange uh, from day to day. So uh, keep an eye on that one during our daytime trade. Here you can see the US S&P 500 and going along relatively okay for most of the day and then you can see the sell-off into the close. Something we saw yesterday in our market, as I say, we closed down 15 from being up 15 at 4 o'clock. We were down 15 at 4.10. Not quite so dramatic as the S&P 500, but then our market is a little less dramatic always than the US but uh, certainly showing some end of month, uh, maybe some profit taking there and sell-offs into that close happening. As a result, we saw Apple down 1.8%, Meta down 2.4%, Microsoft down 1.8%, Amazon down 2%, Tesla down 1.5%, US banks also weak, Bank of America down 4.1% last night, Citigroup down 2.9%, JP Morgan down 3%, so it doesn't bode particularly well for our banking sector and with commodities coming off today as well a little bit of a uh, little bit of profit taking creeping into things as we kick off the quarter block was down 3.2% as well overnight major stories last night the uh, US stocks have sunk to their first quarterly loss in 2 years Biden of course ordering that huge oil release and is prodding drillers to step up output Good luck with that. Biden's oil price hinges on the 1970s reserve with a troubled history. There is some problems with the infrastructure and actually getting that uh, one million barrels into the system. Of course, uh, that uh, that is not always that easy. They have four uh, strategic reservoirs of this oil, which is uh, held in big caves, underground caves, apparently. And they use uh, pumps, etc., to pump it out and into the system to be refined. But uh, some of the infrastructure is a bit creaky and it hasn't always worked in the past. Uh, the Biden wants oil companies to pay penalties on unused drilling leases. Clean and green from Joe. OPEC Plus refuses to deviate from gradual oil output hikes. And Zelensky says the Ukraine must prepare for a new Russian offensive in the east as Russia steps up its attacks amid reports Putin has been misinformed about the war. UK intelligence says Russian soldiers refusing to carry out orders in Ukraine and Western powers opposing linking peace talks in Ukraine to sanction relief for Russia. So don't forget, even if we are lucky enough to get peace breaking out and uh, we do get some sort of ceasefire in Ukraine, those sanctions could be around for an awful long time. The average period of sanctions, just for some interest, is 16 years. Of course, probably that distorted by apartheid and North Korea, etc. But certainly uh, the sanctions won't be lifted and I'm sure there will be Russian oligarchs that will not be holidaying in Ibiza this year on their super yachts, despite peace breaking out, if and hopefully it does. 
Uh, Chinese PMIs fall into a broad contraction with services particularly weak. Of course, China still pursuing that zero COVID policy, not making life easy for its citizens to get out and spend money. And Japanese factories posted strong rise in February as resilience in global demand led to a rebound in car production. The UK economy sees a larger than forecast expansion in late 2021, but household incomes hit on rising inflation. U.S. corporate profits soared last year, with new data showing earnings jumped 35%, while employees got an 11% bump. And China is offering more reassurance reassurance on policy support. Over in our market today, the 10-year yields, well, they're all a bit over the place at the moment. U.S. yields coming off, Australian yields going up. U.S. uh, 2.33, Australia 2.83, Germany off. Uh, back down to 0.54%. Germany and the rest of Europe does look as if it's under some serious pressure in terms of inflation and uh, their economic slowdowns as well happening. Stagflation could well be uh, a part of the lexicon in the European Union and the UK. Stocks 50 down 1.4%, FTSE down 0.8%, CACs down 1.2%, DAX down 1.3%, and Azure Capital, Capital looking to sell down its stake in Carnarvon. Uh, This follows the $70 million capital raise. Macquarie had some research out on Carnarvon yesterday. Very much a neutral stance on that one, saying that they had raised money opportunistically after the drilling result from Parvo 1. They've got some more drilling to come as well from a a well that could potentially have even more than Parvo 1. I think it's Parvo 2. But uh, certainly that is uh, a positive. But the negative is that uh, Carnarvon, if they do go ahead with Dorado, Santos, of course, holds the purse strings there as they own 80% of Dorado, Carnarvon only 20%, then we could see uh, a need for more cash uh, from Carnarvon further down the track. Santos is revving up its PNG sales pitch after it bought, of course, um, ORG. Um, Santos now owns 42.5%, or rather, oil search rather, uh, owns 42.5% of the PNG uh, LNG project and is looking to sell down part of that 42.5%. The ANZ has started ANZ Worldline Payment Solutions, a JV with leading European payments provider Worldline. And prices, this is US prices as measured by personal consumption expenditures Index rose to 6.4% in the year through February, up from 6%. The CEO of Pilbara Minerals at a conference yesterday in Perth said car makers will have to pay up for lithium. Pilbara itself is aiming to lift production of spodumene concentrate to more than a million tonnes a year. And the average price it received in the latter half of last year was 1250 US a tonne. And Sydney uh, casino operator Star back on the front page again with more issues, of course, um, under scrutiny at the moment, class actions, etc. Both casinos very much on the nose, although one is being taken over, the other not. As far as our market goes today, certainly would expect to see uh, a bit of a sell-off. Yesterday saw the, uh, the start of that to some extent. Resources will be a little bit on the nose today. No reason to get too excited about the resource space unless something happens in China in the Dalian Futures Exchange in terms of the iron ore price. Gold could be a little bit of a green spot amongst the sea of red today. And we are going to see the banks ease back as well, those US banks easing back. So uh, after the huge run the banks have had, maybe people are starting to look at taking some profits. Of course, we do have banking 
results in the first week or so of May. So that's going to be interesting against the backdrop of a potential federal election as well. And next week, of course, the big one is the RBA meeting on Tuesday, which will be the last chance the RBA has to do anything with rates uh, and make any commentary ahead of the federal election. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they do anything. Remember, the last time they raised rates during an election campaign was during John Howard's campaign and certainly didn't help his chances to be re-elected. And as a result, we got KEF 07. Question of the day today. Did Andy Penn do a good job at Telstra? Of course, we've now got a changing of the guard at Telstra with the Brady Bunch coming in under Vicky Brady and uh, Andy Penn exiting stage left, pursued by a bear in September. But do you think he did a good job at Telstra? Did he change the culture of the company? Did he change the fortunes of the company? Did he put it back on track after the Sol Trujillo era and, of course, the David Thode era where David managed to get the company back in the good graces of the government and Telstra being one of the winners, I suspect, from the recent budget from the coalition. So, simple question today. Did Andy Penn do a good job at Telstra? Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, as usual, over there. 3,500 members of that group. Members helping members is the motto. And, of course, if you're interested in other gems of investment uh, goodies, then you can head on over to the Marcus Today podcast. We have three other streams of beautiful consciousness from the morning meeting uh, on the Marcus Strategy podcast, the On the Desk podcast where the team in Melbourne uh, talk about all things financial and, and themes of the day, and my On the Couch podcast. This week I talked to, well, last week I talked to Bernard Rowe from Iron Ear and released the podcast on Tuesday uh, evening or Wednesday evening, and yesterday we had uh, a big rise in Iron Ear. I don't think the two were connected, but certainly good to see that 20% rise yesterday in Iron Ear. No end-of-day podcast this evening. I will be on the last call in the Osbiz studios, so uh, you'll have to make do without me. But that's it from me today. Have a great weekend. <laughs>